Welcome to the Blind Android Users Channel. This is your source for everything Android tutorials and demos, all from a blindness perspective. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more content like this. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined today by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Fee Dunn, John Dyer and Marion Mosen. And we're coming to you on Saturday, the 8th of October, 2022. It's a busy episode this week. We have our usual announcement section. And then again, as last week, we have a double bill spotlight. First of all, we're joined by the developers of Tech Freedom, another of the Swiss Army Knife apps for the blind that lets you do OCR and all sorts of other cool stuff. Then we're going to talk about the Made by Google event and the, the, the 7 Series Pixels and the Google Watch. We have the next in Mariam's demonstrations of commentary, and we're joined for his Android journey by Mivosh Novitsky. Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, I hope everyone's well. Uh, Mariam, how are you? I am great. I have uh, had a uh, pretty cool week. Um, I have been working on some techie stuff, and yeah, the weather's starting to get colder and cooler rain and it's, it's awesome <laughs> excellent john boy what's going on i'm doing good uh didn't really have too busy of a week just looking forward to the pixel event and maybe placed some pre-orders stay tuned to find out about that <laughs> um the weather's cooling off so that's good look forward to the pixel event okay fine iphone how are you I'm fine. I, I'm wondering what John's doing ordering pixels. I thought he was the Samsung king. Um, yeah. Uh, our weather's cooling off, but we've had a beautiful sunny day today. If you were out in the sun, it was nice. But as soon as the sun went in, oh, you, you would go in as well. Today, it was a bit chilly. Um, yeah, it's been a good week. A bit busy, but uh, but good. Yeah. Warren, how are you? I am doing well, and like John, I was pining away for the Google event, and it came like a dream, and sure, I'm waiting for that phone to come here. Of course, John and I are going to be unboxing stuff for our next episode, uh, provided that these things are here before the 15th of October, and so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm still waiting, though, for that watch because I didn't want to spend an extra $200 that I didn't need to since Google was giving me a $200 credit, uh, store credit. And it was supposed to be within 24 hours. So I put that thing in my safe for later. And um, I'm kind of checking, checking is the credit there. And so far, I haven't seen it. And I think I may just go ahead and check it out. And when I get the uh, credit, then I'm going to return it and go rebuy it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get that $200 credit and then never use it. And I don't know how long it is going to be good for. So I want to be wise in how I go about doing this. So I'm doing well. I don't know if this is for anyone who's seen Harry Potter, that there's leprechaun gold, which disappears. This seems to be one step further in that the gold in the account credit never turns up. Uh, so it saves itself the bother of coming into existence in the first place. But hopefully Warren gets his credit and can buy his watch. And then he can fail to find it in his desk like he did with the other watch that he bought, uh, which turned up 
months and months uh, 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 earlier, so. and he never found it. Uh, and Miwash, my friend, how are you? I'm fine. I was just getting a lot, a lot of parcels this week because I was getting some phones for my collection. Yeah, Brilliant. that's basically it. I look forward to hearing about that. But do chip in with your thoughts on the rest of the episode. You're here for the My On Drug Journey section, but don't feel restricted to that. Please do come in on the other items. Now we turn to our announcements section. Warren, you wanted to talk about our milestone, didn't you? For this week's announcements, basically what we have are a couple of things. Most importantly, the first one has to do with our Centurion celebration. And by the way, that comes up on November the 5th. You guys have been joining us for these celebrations, and we're looking forward to seeing you guys. It's a very important uh, celebration for us as we uh, reach our 100th anniversary of the Blind Android Users Podcast. So mark your calendars. As we get closer and closer, we'll send emails on our email group as well as on our Telegram group. Since that's on bonfire night here in the UK, do you think that 100th celebration will go with a bang? It absolutely will go with a bang. And you know what? I'm counting on you to find that bang sound for us. How about we do that? I will I will find you, yes. There'll, there'll be fireworks during that festival, that uh, celebration. Yay. It will definitely go with a bang if someone has one of those Samsung notes from three or four years ago. That uh, I can get one, you know, just also to celebrate my upcoming birthday, which is a week after that. So, you know, we, we, can, we can have like a triple celebration that oh, day. Yeah, look forward to that. The only other announcement I had was uh, it, I, I was uh, going through my emails and it struck me that there's a, there's a confluence between uh, two guests that we've had on this year in that uh, Kim and Chris Nova from Mystic Access are recording an audio tutorial on the Blind Shell Classic 2. Uh, you'll recall we interviewed Diane Ducharme last week. So if you're interested in that, you can pre-order it on the Mystic Access site and I think it's it's $30. Uh, and they are hoping to release it next month. So uh, go on there. And, and I think whether or not people uh, register interest depends on whether they'll record it. So if you think you want audio uh, documentation on the Blind Shell Classic 2, go on there. Uh, you, you prepay, but if they don't do it, they don't charge you. So, uh, yeah, it uh, might be worth doing if you think that audio documentation is useful. Uh, link, obviously, in the show notes. Now we turn to the first of our spotlight items this week, and I'm absolutely delighted to say that we are joined by the developers of Tech Freedom, which, by the way, is a seriously cool app with a whole load of features. I called it a Swiss Army knife in the introduction just because the amount of stuff it can do. It's one of these sort of virtual assistancy OCR type apps, and we, we have a few uh, people on from Tech Freedom this evening. Uh, I, I'll start with... Um, Arjen, uh, should I start with you and you perhaps introduce yourself and your colleagues? Good morning, and uh, I hope everyone is doing well. Myself, Arjen Kumar Andarpa, I'm from India, and uh, today uh, I am joined by two of my colleagues, uh, Ms. Tanvi and Mr. Anuj as well as. So 
basically uh, my job is in tech freedom i am a lead software engineer of tech freedom basically personally i am an android application developer so my job is to uh, lead the entire project as well as and lead the development team and as well as uh, i am the managing director of the parent company of tech freedom vi developers so i am the managing director of tech freedom um, vi developers as well as and uh, Ms. Tanvi is the director of marketing, and uh, Mr. Anuj is the director of communications, and uh, he is also responsible for the management of our finance as well as. So, Fantastic! I'm glad so many of you have spared the time to join us. Yeah. We are uh, basically we are glad to be here. So I'd like to. I'm I'm very uh, very thankful to entire uh, blind Android users team. We're, we're very glad that you've you've come on to join us today. So, can I start with a fairly uh, uh, basic question? C can you tell us a little about what what Tech Freedom the app actually is and what it does? Tech Freedom is the app. I think I recommend to every blind user you should have this app on your Android device. It's a multi-feature app. It means it saves your phone space by removing. Uh, you know, separate apps for the separate features. And it's a multi-features app uh, and it is designed having accessibility in, in the mind and it is designed by visually challenged person. Uh, I am myself, I'm a, a totally blind person. So it is designed by visually challenged person. So it is completely accessible with the Google Talkback. So it's a multi-feature app equipped with some AI features as well as like optical character recognition of your images and scanned PDFs, and as well as a currency reader, uh, which supports, as if for now it supports uh, Indian currencies. Uh, you have to uh, put your currencies in front of the camera and it will recognize what, uh, what the currency is. And we are also planning for US dollars and uh, euros and pounds. So it is, also equipped with some of the greatest features like my player which which is the multimedia player and uh, like online notepad so it is in short is uh, it's a really good app for the blind person uh, it is designed having accessibility into mind so someone might be asking what really led you guys to developing this app were you kind of not satisfied with some of the solutions we have? Or uh, take us through um, the story behind the creation, what led you guys to coming up the idea of coming up with this all-inclusive app as Tech Freedom. Surely. Um, basically, uh, it is around uh, 2016 when in uh, in India, I wanted to learn development. And due to my uh, visual disability, I couldn't make uh, into the college and I can't learn development. And that day I have uh, I decided that uh, the thing which I faced, I, I will never let anybody face it. So since then, I was working on YouTube from 2017. I was working on YouTube and my my I just wanted to help uh, our visually impaired community. And uh, 
Uh, it was a warm afternoon, the famous Indian summer in 2019. Uh, it was the 28th of May 2019. Uh, at that day, we found the project at Freedom. And our uh, motto was, our motive was to just provide a multi-feature app. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we just wanted to provide some uh, OCR technologies to our users as well as, because uh, at that time and today's world as well as, uh, many OCR apps are available in the market, but that all are paid. And, uh, you know, everyone's financial situation is not the same to buy that uh, that expensive things. Like if it's around uh, $30 in India, it is uh, kind of, you know, 3000 rupees, uh, about uh, 2500 rupees. So everybody is not able to pay that much of amount. Uh, like on the particular app, everybody is not able to play, uh, pay. So that's why we uh, want uh, we wanted the app which is totally accessible, designed by visually impaired, and it is also a cost-free and edge-free app because edge uh, are always hurts visual challenge. Like in my personal experience, edge uh, hurts me as well as so you know edge disturb our user experience as well as so that's why we wanted to have edge free and cost free app and and this basic thing le led us to uh, development of this app. You know, Arian, something you mentioned that really caught my attention is the fact that you actually picked up this on your own. It's not something that you were doing for a school project as you didn't go to school or something like that. And to me, that is momental. It's just huge because it tells me that, yes, it is possible for someone to start learning something on their own. And most especially, the way that you decided to do yours is to help your other blind uh, people. And so I, I think this is really good that you are able to do that. And I'm really proud of you for doing that. And I want to say thank you um, for taking such a huge uh, step forward and helping all of us with some of these solutions that we need as blind people. Thank you. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you so much yeah. for your kind words. I totally agree with her on that. That's such an inspiring story because, you know, when you do a project on your own, it's it's always like a great thing. But let me ask you, though, because you mentioned the fact that you are the lead software developer for this app. So you're the one who works on coding. So as a blind person, what are the, the comp you know, because some people who are listening to us might wonder, what are the complexities, the complications that you might face, especially when programming things? Because I know for a fact that people, um, even sighted programmers, um, face so many challenges to you know, code for blind people because they use, um, you know, coding, they use graphics. It makes the process a little bit easier. So for you as a blind person who does coding and programming, what are the challenges that you've uh, faced so far? Um, <clears throat> I think the uh, biggest challenges uh, we faced during the development period is, you have already mentioned your questions, it is the graphics. Because, uh, see, as a blind programmer, I can code very well and I can design the backend. Uh, if somebody is coming from the technical background, they may know, uh, they may clearly understand my uh, terminology, that I can design backend very well. Uh, I can uh, develop a business logic, but when it comes to, uh, you know, UI designing or user interface designing, uh, as a totally blind person, uh, you know, our vision and our capacity is limited to buy some 
you know uh, some uh, uh, some basic stuff because if i wanted to uh, develop a very uh, you know interactive and animation uh, user interface with animation uh, i may not be able to do it without the without getting help uh, from the sighted person so basic thing which we faced is just the uh, uh, first thing which we faced uh, is this uh, this particular graphics things uh, nextly not that much thing we uh, faced the challenges but yeah uh, it was like when we uh, we were developing some uh, artificial intelligence things like especially when we are developing cash reader uh, it was very very tough because we we had to design our own neural network from very very sketch and uh, scratch and as i mentioned earlier that uh, i am not coming from any you know highly tech uh, university uh, because i, I haven't uh, get uh, admission there so that's why it was quite challenging for me as well as because i have to uh, start the uh, Learn, i have to basically firstly i have to learn that that how artificial intelligence uh, works and i had to learn that firstly so it was quite challenging but uh, uh, i should men- mention here it is uh, to be very honest my entire team is always uh, here to support me and my family as well as uh, because uh, they helps me a lot while while i was in my learning period because uh i was uh, i have started my development journey since i was 13 years old and uh, i just wanted to learn development and there is there is nobody at that time there was nobody who can uh, teach me so they uh, took stands for me as well as so credit goes to my families and my colleagues what what struck me about uh, your app and, and you touched on it as well is it, just the number of features it has. Do you sort of see it as a you know a blindness bi super app almost? You know, just as Clap or Tatter or Troop is 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 a super app in kind of the mainstream? Is, is that what you hope that people don't have to install multiple apps and they can they can just have one app to do do a whole bunch of things? yeah we uh, initially we planned uh, that when we are also working on uh, achieve this thing because uh, we wanted uh, our user initially we wanted our user and as if for now we want our user not to have so many apps on their device and uh, as well as on the other hand we also like to you know restrict the app size of ours as well as so that it uh, won't get so much space on device and uh, you know most of users has enough space like about 95% 96% users has most uh, you know uh, enough space on their device but uh, we should also think about those five or uh, four or 5% users the, those who don't have uh, that much of space on their device so uh, having this thing into mind as well as uh, we are uh, keeping ourselves as as much smaller as we can so yeah it's uh, and we are uh, also working on some uh, new features uh, as if for now uh, we are also diving we, we are also planning to dive into uh, video editor and audio editor uh, stuff and uh, we are also planning to do it uh, on our tech freedom it, uh, itself so that user don't need to you know especially when you come for, when you, uh, when it comes to the video editing it is it is very 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 challenging for the person with visual disability to edit and edit a video so we are also working on that thing as well as yeah that would be seriously cool yeah i agree with you Ed. and i think because i've always said that you know caring about um mid-range phones can be really awesome because not everyone 
you know, yes, have phones are getting much smarter, much cooler, and you have like 256, 512, one terabyte even of space. Um, but also there are people who use mid-range phones that don't have the same features or specs um, that can, you know, um, like use those high quality apps that, you know, require all these like high RAM, these like huge space, like, for instance, Facebook app is like one gigabytes. That's just crazy. Like, you know, especially for there's some people out there who still use like a 16 gigs of of space. So um, I, I definitely appreciate that. So I have a question regarding because you mentioned uh, PDF scanning and OCR. Um, what languages does the app support so far? Um, app currently supports uh, 140 plus languages. It also includes the handwritten text as well as you can also have the handwritten text support and all the, uh, you know, most uh, spoken languages in the world are uh, supported and uh, like English, French, um, you know, uh, uh, each and every variant of uh, uh, like Chinese and uh, in uh, in terms of Indian we uh, Indian languages we had a we have a huge support of Indian languages as well as uh, starting from A to Z as you know that India has a lot of languages here so so that's why we are also supporting many Indian languages as well as so yeah at currently we are supporting one forty plus languages so is Arabic supported then <laughs> yeah 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 Arabic is supported that's awesome okay. One thing I did notice uh, when I when I was um, uh, playing a PDF and I had I had the TTS set to the same TTS as Talkback, if if I touched the screen to try and interrupt it, Talkback couldn't take back control of the TTS, and and it was quite difficult to stop uh, the Tech Freedom. Uh, app from reading unless you happen to remember where the play pause button was i, I just wondered whether you were thinking of uh, allowing talk mac to take back control of the tts because that might make navigation a little bit easier yeah yeah uh, basically i guess you have also reported the same thing on email on our support email as well as that's right uh, we yeah yeah we had your email so uh, basically, uh, we are working on that thing uh, because when we uh, when 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 you open the tech freedom, uh, you know, in in day to day life, we have many apps, and uh, uh, as the rise of Android and processor, uh, users are currently uh, users are you know having many uh, apps on, uh, without clearing their recent apps activities. So it is quite challenging because Tech Freedom is uh, also using some microphone for voice recorder feature. We are also using TTS. So uh, we decided to have the exclusive controls of all the required things which our app needs when uh, app gets open. So we will also work. We are also working on this. And uh, in our coming up version, which is version three point five point nine, you will get it fixed. That's fantastic. And, and I wonder if I could just turn to uh, Tanvi and Anuj uh, just, to, just to hear from you and how you both got involved. Uh, Tanvi, can I ask you first? Okay, so good evening, everyone. My name is Tanvi Trivedi. I'm also from in India and I work with VR developers. So I'm working with VR, VID since uh, I think two years or maybe one and a half years. 
so actually we are friends me aryan we are friends so he introduced me to tech freedom he told me about this and then i told him okay i can i can also join your team so uh, basically i am not a very technical person <laughs> i must say um but i wanted to work with vid and he gave me an opportunity uh, so he gave me this uh, marketing department so i work there i manage all the marketing article and all this uh, content kind of stuff so yeah it's a very nice experience to work with vid because uh, there is a contentment that uh, okay we are delivering something to our community so uh, self satisfaction uh, kind of thing so yeah thank you aryan thank you vid for having me there Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a key thing, isn't it? Working on something you believe in and you know is going to make a difference. And Anuj, how about you? Hello. Hi. Uh, I am great. And uh, how are you all? Uh, firstly, uh, thank you so much to um, Line Android users team to uh, invite us here and giving us to this special opportunity to share our app with the uh, community, especially. Uh, with the uh, blind people no we're delighted you could spare the time so, so how did you get involved with uh, uh vi developers and tech freedom yeah actually uh i had joined uh since vid from the last one point uh five years i was joined as a uh, student in vid as a uh, web developer i was learned web development from the vid first after that, uh, Aryan sir approached me to join VID as a uh, development team. After that, I decided to uh, join VID as a web developer. I uh, work on the many project, but after that, uh, we started uh, work with the Android project, but I am not an Android developer. Uh, mostly, I am handling currently communication and finance department. So I try to communicate with the uh, community community and different uh, people to uh, uh, approach to uh, in install our app and use our uh, app and as well as I am a tester of uh, tech freedom app I try to find out the errors and try to suggest the new features and uh, uh, deciding to UI how we can uh, make better this application and it's amazing you you know you you joined it as a student and decided to stay so you're obviously very committed to the project as well I and mean, that's fantastic may i ask something um if it's a free this is a free app is that right so if it's free um how do we know it's not going to suddenly disappear because um sometimes free apps you know they they they're not they become they're not viable anymore um so you know I'm, I'm just interested in that because some some apps you know you have to pay a subscription each month or or something or you know or you just pay when you buy the app um and i just wonder how how that works um and if you'd rather not answer then like fair enough but i just wondered um it's it's wonderful that it's free. Yeah. Don't get don't get me wrong, but I just wondered how how that works when when you have to um 
you know, people have to have something to live on, and I just wondered how that works. Okay, okay. Uh, firstly, uh, uh, as a founder of uh, VI Developers and Tech Freedom, um, you know, in my personal life, I'm really against to uh, proprietorship because, uh, like, it is really harmful for the society that uh, you know few a few of the people of the society uh, only knows the coding and few of the society is only uh, like few developers only knows the coding how this thing works. And uh, if you say that privacy is uh, your privacy is our responsibility, but people how people will believe on you. So I'm totally against the proprietorship uh, stuff because I'm a I'm a huge supporter of uh, op, uh, open source stuff and free stuff because free things can give you more than uh, proprietor things. I, I I believe this thing personally. So. Uh, basically about the freezing, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that tech freedom is free, then we are not, uh, we are, we are, we are not costing by anything because we have to pay for the servers. We have to pay for the, uh, you know, uh, APIs, and we also have to pay for the, uh, you know, other stuff uh, for our in-house expenses as well as, and so, uh, basically, uh, we are currently rely on the community, uh, funds because, uh, we urge the community because we, uh, uh, as a developer, we put our uh, time, we put our efforts uh, into development. So we ask community that those who are able to uh, donate, uh, uh, we have we are uh, requesting everybody that if you are uh, if you are able to like donate, you are requested to do so uh, because you are not just uh, donating your money, you are helping your community as well as and. Uh, Few of our donors, donors are great. They, they are uh, always helping us. So uh, this app is, uh, you know, uh, totally rely on the donation. So, and we are working more than uh, we are working more than uh, three years. So that's the thing because uh, anybody don't knows the future, like how things works. Because uh, sometimes, uh, like uh, after the COVID nineteen, a uh, whole IT world has fluctuated. So, but yeah, somehow we have managed and uh, yeah, we are, uh, we are, you know, uh, committed to do our work uh, free of cost as much uh, uh, as long as we can, because, uh, you know, we don't want our efforts, uh, uh, we don't want to waste our efforts too, because we are uh, developing our efforts since three years. So that's the main thing. That's wonderful. So it's a donation model then. So that's, that's how you, yeah, that's. I mean, we uh, our podcast is kind of a bit like that as well. So, um, but yeah, I think the developer hours are probably rather more than um, than we put in. But um, yeah, um, that's that's amazing, and it's so wonderful to hear you talking about um, the the community as a whole, um, and you know, giving something back and and. Um, and yeah, and about pe- how how good you know if you if you use the app and you like it, you know to donate. That's um, and even I think sometimes people think, oh, there's no point in me donating. I can only afford five dollars or something. But actually, if a few people did that, you could get to thirty dollars or fifty or you know. So um, yeah, it's 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 a great it's a great way of doing it. If it works, that's fantastic. Uh, and, and it often does. I think there are other blindness projects that do that and are still going strong, aren't they? So brilliant. 
I think the other thing as well, it, it's possibly an urban myth that uh, paid for apps survive longer than free apps you know the history of windows screen readers is littered of the carcasses of paid for apps that don't exist anymore window eyes automatic screen access for windows window bridge outspoken pro talk 32 screen power virgo you know all of those are all over 500 dollars win vision uh and, and everyone paid 100 dollars and guess what they don't exist anymore so uh yeah I mean, well, that's happened to that's happened to phone screen readers too, hasn't it? Talks. Yeah. Uh, rem- rem- remember Hal for um, Windows phones and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and Mobile Speak. Yeah, at least you got yeah. a good use out of them though before they, you know. But yeah. but um, yeah. yeah, and and the phones, yeah, for as long as the phones were, but the um, I mean, some of the Windows ones that yeah, that wasn't good. They were expensive, and they you know, really were. They were, and, yeah, and they, they, they NVDA yeah. run on a donation model, they do. don't they? Yeah, and it seems and to work really from Mozilla, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. and it seems to go go work really well that that way. So that's that's fantastic. You know, people yeah, obviously yeah. like it, so they give some money. So that's brilliant. Yeah, and uh, I I you know uh, I often tell to people if you uh, if you buy a, a, an app for uh, thirty dollars per annum. Uh, rather than buying that, uh, put your thirty dollars into a free project, and trust me, your thirty dollar uh, helps more. Uh, sorry, helps a lot. Uh, since the, you uh, uh, sorry, as, uh, rather than buying that uh, uh, that particular proprietor's thing, because if when you uh, donate into um, uh, you know open source project or free project, uh, your entire donation will work uh, as a you know boost the power of the project. So that's the thing, and NVDA is the biggest example of open source and free uh, free softwares. Uh, how NVDA is working, and uh, all the tech giants like Google uh, also using this to evaluate uh, the accessibility of their project as well as. I really like your vision, guys, and you guys are young, and uh, the young lady there, you are doing wonderful, and you are also doing wonderful. I'm so thankful to you guys that you're able to actually dedicate your time to doing this. And I encourage you guys out there, anyone listening, um, you know, even if it's just a dollar, you know, people often think that, you know, I don't have enough and probably I, I wish I had $20. I wish I had $10. But frankly, if there's all you know, a whole lot of us donate even just a dollar. Um, these guys would have more power, and so I encourage people to give whatever little it is that you have. It doesn't have to be five dollars, it doesn't have to be ten. Whatever you have, it all adds up. And let's all um, be people that support what is good for all of us. Thank you so much. How do we do that, Ian? Can can we donate in the app, or do we have to do it somewhere else? Or how do we donate if we want to? I'll share the uh, info of donation on the email. I'll email you. Uh, it is via PayPal. So basically, uh, we haven't integrated into our app itself. Uh, basically, uh, but I'll send you the PayPal details on the email, uh, on the official email address of Blind Editor User. Brilliant. I, I think so then, it will then be it can good. be in the show show notes then you can put it in yeah. there yeah yeah but it will be good i know you guys may not want to do this but i think it would be maybe 
integrated into the app, maybe like toward the bottom or wherever, if you don't want it to be obvious. But I think because not everybody's going to be able to read the show notes or not everybody's going to be able to listen to the Android um, Blind Android Users podcast. Why not? I think it would be a good... <laughs> why, the, why aren't they listening to us? Absolutely yeah, we are, outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, are, uh, we are currently working on the donators page where we will uh, integrate the PayPal APIs directly. So we are currently working on that because uh, for this, we have to take the many, uh, you know, in my knowledge, we have to take many, uh, uh, you know, approvals from the PayPal, I guess, PayPal, because PayPal is not allowing uh, individual user to integrate the uh, APIs, I guess. So that's why. Yeah, so it's it's in progress then. Yeah. Um, what, what What's really nice as well with a free app is I could, I mean, I people listening to this might say, oh, well, before I donate to something, I want to try it first. Well, if it's free, you can. And then if they really like it, they, then they can donate. And there's no, I mean, they could donate next week or they could donate next month. You know, um, I think that's really nice. There's there's no, oh, if you don't donate by this time, the app's going to stop working. Or that that's that's really, I, I really like the way you've, you've done that because um you'll you'll get donations from people who really enjoy the app you know that'll that will just naturally happen i'm sure um yeah. especially you know if if they're if they want new features and stuff they'll they'll want to keep or if they even if they're just enjoying what they've got but knowing about you know phone updates that can change the way apps work sometimes they'll you know if people love an app they will they'll 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 help and and um i think that's a great way of of doing things and i'm glad i asked the question because then that makes people aware who are listening and who maybe already use the app that oh maybe i haven't donated yet and actually that would be good because i've been using it for a while now and it's helped me a lot you know yeah, you know, many people uh, uh, were advising me as a uh, few of my friends, and they are adv- they were advising me to put ads in an ad, but uh, we were very clear on this particular thing that we will not give ads into our app at any cost because ad uh, ads disturb the user experience. And if we are, you know, working for visually impaired community, and if we knew that this is going to disturb uh, others, then why should we do it for for you know for a few dollars? Because uh, initially, when we start this project, we have to pay from our pockets. Because uh, as uh, as you uh, as you can understand, when we uh, all are students, uh, uh, and initially we uh, were students, and we were the group of the students, so we have to pay from our pocket. But we we were very clear not to put uh, ads in our app. So it is my humble request to everybody: uh, if you like the app, every single. Uh, a dollar is meant a lot, a lot. So you are requested to donate. And uh, uh, and one more thing, it's my humble request to everybody that please share our app with others so that everybody get benefited. Everybody can get benefited from that and from this. So if more people use, if more people will use, we we also get motivation to uh, you know uh, develop more uh, useful features. So yeah. Excellent. My only other question was, um, do VI developers have any other apps or is it exclusively Tech Freedom? Are there other things we should go have a look at? No. 
Um, uh, we are teaching uh, programming online. Like we are teaching web development, we are teaching uh, Java, we are teaching Android application development, we are also teaching Kotlin and all those stuff. So we are uh, a, in the name of VID Academy. We are running this stuff, and uh, for entertainment purpose because we we just wanted to cover each and every stem. Uh, so for the entertainment purpose, uh, we we have also public uh, produced an audio movie. Uh, in Hindi. And your classes, um, are, are they in Hindi or English? Uh, it's up to our users. Well, mostly it, it is in Hindi because uh, we are having users, uh, we are having students from India. Yeah. But if someone wants in English, we, we are also comfortable with that as well. Brilliant. And presumably they're aimed at the blind as well, are they? Your, your VID classes? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Can I just can I just thank you for for not using adverts because they really are annoying in some apps, especially you know when they cover up the whole page and you're thinking, how do I get rid of this? How do I close this? And on some apps it's not so difficult, but on other apps it is real pain. So, um, thank you for that decision because I know it means you get less money it's going to make the app so much so much nicer and 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 easier to use so another good reason for people to um to donate just for 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 the team being so aware and prioritizing user experience over over some dollars thank you thank you so much for your kind words we we need users like you and like the whole uh, blind users team uh, because uh, uh, users like you can understand uh, uh, for what we are working and uh, for what we are contributing our, our efforts. So thank you so much for your kind words and your entire team is really helpful. We do want to thank you guys for coming on. We know it's late where you are there in India and for you to actually sacrifice some of your sleeping time to be on here is just uh, amazing to say the least. And so we're thankful that you stopped by to chat with us. And would you, at some point, be willing to come back again, uh, young people, if we need to have you come back again, and maybe some new developments with the app, would you be willing to come back again down the road and chat with the yeah, blind yeah, users? Sure. About yeah, sure, Great. because I have enjoyed a lot here. Yeah, so. Yeah, sure. We will, we will come back. Whenever you require us, please ask us. And I will also email you when new things are coming up into our app. I will also let you know by email. Brilliant. And and then, you know, you all three of you, if you can, uh, be sure to attend our celebration coming up uh, to give Austin there a little uh, helping hand from India, a part of uh, cheering him up because we're having that thing coming up on November sure, the sure. 5th, Thank you very much. Thank you, Renard, Tavia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much, entire the uh, blind Android users team, uh, because it means a lot. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, I have enjoyed here. Also, my teammates were uh, also enjoyed here. So it's, it's really cool stuff. And uh, we all enjoyed here. So thank you so much. You all are nice, very nice. And it's nice um, to meet you guys. You too. Thank you. you too. Thank you, guys. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
And now we turn to our second spotlight section this week. And it's the Made by Google event earlier in the week in which we learnt about the announcement of the Google Pixel 7 series and the Google Pixel Watch. Mariam, it's that time of year again, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's when Warren like gets his hopes up and uh, all that and all the dreams and makes the pre-orders. You know, it's the best time of year for Warren. It's like celebration day, you know. Yeah, and everyone else is a bit bored, aren't they? Uh, exactly, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 shouldn't we shouldn't criticize what we don't understand, as I believe Bob Dylan said in the times we are changing. So let's understand it, and then we can criticize it. Warren, what have we got? So here we are talking about the Google or Made by Google event something that we have been pining away for and, you know, all those leaks and rumorvilles and whatever. And finally, it dawned on us finally, and there was the Google event. I tell you, I was, <laughs> I was up early because I had to go to do some work. And then, of course, it was at 7 a.m., so I was kind of in between, you know, um, uh, traveling to the workplace and all of that. But then, I had, you know, my phone tuned to it with my headset and I was able to listen to that. And as soon as I got to my destination, I transitioned to the computer while working on stuff and constantly refreshing that Google Store page because I was kind of being reminiscent of what happened back last year when... <laughs> I, after added the uh, 512 gig pixel to my uh, card, I went to check out and I got that dreaded 505 error or whatever the thing, that thing was uh, out of stock. And so I was holding, crossing my fingers and, you know, midway, even before the, uh, the thing came to a close, I think it was uh, Brian, what's his name? Or Ryan? One of the guys from Pixel that was talking about it, I think it was during his speech that after refreshing then, because because prior to that, when I was refreshing, all I could see, the first item was the Pixel 6a. And when I refresh again, I see Pixel 7. I'm like, what in the world just happened? So I <laughs> quickly clicked on that and was able to uh, you know, pre-order that. But so... The whole idea here, here we are, and some of the things that excites me or some of the things that excite me about it all, uh, the first thing has to do with that Titan M2. And so basically, this is the same technology that protects you know, Google Cloud data centers and things like that. And, and this is also the same security uh, that... A lot of the, the banks and government uh, sites use. Uh, so having that on our phone uh, means a lot to me because the more protection, the more privacy, the more uh, being private or your stuff is being protected is good. And number two is that protected computing that they talked about a lot. And, and this, you know, focuses on... Uh, three key areas, and I, I hope my memory serves me right. But so uh, minimizing the uh, data, uh, you know, footprint. This is where 
um, it, it shrinks the amount of uh, personal identifiable uh, data that goes out from your device. So it kind of things are anonymized or whatever and things like that. And then, uh, you know, that de-identifying data, meaning uh, data is uh, not linked to its user. Because a lot of times when I use something, of course, when we use something from our phones, it identifies us, you know, whether you're coming from the UK, you're coming from the United States, you're coming from Egypt or India or wherever in Africa, uh, even in Mongolia. I love my Mongolian ministers there on the Mongolian Rome. Let's not forget those guys. So we don't want someone to be identifying us like that. It's not good. And so to see this as part of the package, to me, it means a lot. And then the other one has to do with the restricting access to one's uh, data uh, with end-to-end encryption. I think that is really neat. And, and this will result in things like, you know, live translate. So if I'm, I'm translating something live, it's, gonna, it's not going to identify me. Uh, and also things like spam detection and messages, including things like, you know, smart replies, which we know. So all these things are going to be totally done on my device. And anything from the internet, you know, it's also going to be kind of minimized. I mean, that data access is going to be minimized because we all know everyone used to complain about Google. The complaint is that, you know, Google sees a lot of our data. Google does a lot of this and that with our data. I am so glad to see Google taking on a different path uh, regarding these things. And probably we may have the European GDPR or whatever to thank for, uh, because if you're going to operate in those countries, you got to abide by those rules of those countries. And so we're seeing the fruits of this uh, European thing coming into fruition here. And I'm excited about these uh, new pathways that Google is taking. Yeah, and they also mentioned um, a VPN by Google One that they're going to be providing for like actual internet traffic on these Pixel 7 devices later this year. So that's going to be nice to have. And they even claim that um, all the data will, like Google can't even track the data even if you're using that VPN, but it's a free option that you'll have. So that's uh, actually a big deal, I think. Okay, if you're into security, that's great. I'm not excited. Can you excite me about the Pixel 7? Why are you ordering it? What What's so great about the Pixel 7? If you're, if you're sales staff and you want me to buy one, why, why would I buy one? What would I notice that's different to use this thing? Why, why would I bother if I've already got a very good Samsung phone, for example? If you have gotten a Samsung phone and if you are invested into the Samsung ecosystem, probably you could stay with your Samsung phone. However, the whole idea of this googly thing is the fact that now all these devices are going to be able to work together, whether it be the watch or be it your home display. The uh, one part that they talked about, which is also an exciting part of the whole deal, 
is that these things now will seamlessly um, you know, interact with each other. You don't have to say, hey, I need to uh, pull the home app on my phone in order to do this. If you have that watch on your wrist, you can do that as well. And so it's part of the total seamless integration that makes it all come together. And uh, this is the first time that we're seeing uh, such uh, tight integration coming from Google. And I, for one, am liking that whole idea. And one of the reasons why one should get these things to have things sync, be in sync with each other. Just imagine... We've had that for ages, just not with Google. So I'm not very excited yet. You haven't managed, you haven't won this game yet. You haven't excited me, I'm afraid. Which one have you well, had? I don't think way? you're Google's target audience. Uh, I don't think they're trying to compete with Samsung no. uh, or OnePlus. I, they're happy if you're on Android. And to be honest, they're... You mean she's not a child ha- and doesn't need a Fisher-Price toy? No, I agree with that. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Like, it's not. It's an incremental, boring phone. There's nothing interesting. They, there's a lot of camera improvements, which for a lot of blind people doesn't I mean don't care. anything. But like I said, people not think, the target audience. No. What blind people think is that, you know, Ira, OCR gets better the higher the camera is. What the real situation is, is you need a minimum floor for that. So as long as you meet that minimum floor, um, the, you'll scan text. The voice dictation, um, Google Assistant works much better on it. Um, you know, better than just pixel what, things. On the six, pixel things are what's going to bring you over. If you're using a Pixel Six Pro, I don't hmm. know that. Besides Warren, I don't know that you're going to want to upgrade. No, basically, um, Google phones pixelate, don't they? That's the thing. They're pixelating. They're not very good. <laughs> so, John, why are you ordering one? Yeah, John. Because what, I always what, what have to have the newest want... phone. So it's not, you're not particularly excited, it's just a new toy. Is, is that basically yeah, the of. reason? I'm going to sell or, sell or trade in my Pixel 6 that I have and upgrade. Oh, I see. Yeah. But, but what will it do better apart from dictation that would justify all that money? There's the frame thing, isn't there? I don't know if that's a, a 7 feature or going to be rolled out generally where i think i think you can ask that question about any phone these days is like what does this do i think for five Mm. at least five years now like no phone has come out and done something mind-blowing that you couldn't do with the previous phone i mean we've reached peak phone a while ago exactly and so that whole question is absolutely meaningless because if we're to use that uh, Maxim, oh, then okay, no one would be buying it. No, no, no. Let, let, me, let me finish. <laughs> if we were to go by that, frankly, we would have stopped buying phones back in 2017. No, because people, No, no, it's people, true. It's no, true it's because... Like it's $850 no, or pounds, the, anyway. It's the, not meaningless. The Why whole, should you buy it is a reasonable question. The whole I thing think. is... Uh, why would I be buying a new Samsung, you know, 2022, when the S21 does the very same exact thing? Or why would I be, you know, wanting to buy the 2023 Samsung that's coming out when the S22 does the same thing? If we were to ask that question, no one would be buying any uh, device. But then as Google, as we know it with Pixel phones, 
some of these things are exclusives, and you're not going to get some of these features on other phones besides the uh, Pixel okay, so that's 7. What, that's until what I want to know. Then. What's on. the Pixel 7 going to do that's new then? That's, that's, that's what, what I want we, to know. That's what we've been talking about all this time. Oh, the VPN time. and things. Like, you, you know, yeah. And then also the guided photography that we talked and uh, Ed mentioned, that's all going to be exclusive on the Pixel 7. I do now believe that, that this exciting. will trickle down to uh, you know other Pixel phones. And my hope is not that this would only trickle down to other Pixel phones, but frankly, it would be a good thing to see this come to any phone running Android because, you know, we have different blind people using different brands out there. And if we care about blind people, I think we should find a way to kind of trickle this thing down to every Android phone there that is capable of doing this type of thing. So I'm excited about it. And like we we already don't have it, so we can't prejudge something that we don't have. And so until we have it and put it through its paces, or everything that we say, or, you know, maybe, oh, this is not that, that's all speculative. And I don't operate in that realm. Yes. And I also need to, let me add on, um, I also want to add on your point, Warren, that actually sometimes there could be some features that, well, the company might not, well, you know, promote whatever, which is actually dumb of them. But when you get the phone, um, you might see that there's a couple new things that you didn't notice. Um, but at the same time, like, I feel like the, the phones that are like close into series, like probably the S21, S22, they don't have much difference, you know, like you won't really notice anything. While on the other hand, if you have like, if you got the S20 and then got the S22, then I, you probably would notice the difference. However, again, there's some bit like probably improvements, bug fixes, whatever, the processor, um, you know, all that, you know, all that, um, you know, like uh, all that shit and all that. So basically. <laughs> the other thing is, I mean, I I do think asking why would I buy that phone is is a legitimate question because you might say an answer because if you've got, for example, a Pixel 4, this is going to be a huge upgrade, for mm. instance. Or when I had when I bought my Samsung Galaxy S20 FE, uh, I bought that because I, I remember reading when the S10 came out and people were saying, if you've got an S9, which I had at the time and still have, it's probably not worth upgrading to the S10, but if you've got an S7 or an S8, it probably is. So when the S20 came out, um, they said, you know, for S8 and S9 people, this is probably a good, a worthwhile upgrade now because it's got so many more improvements and, and it and it has. Uh, and the other thing is that because it's newer, I can still get um, Android updates. Um so there are, even if it's not that terribly exciting, there are good reasons to upgrade if you have an older phone. Yeah, it can be a, a very good reason. That's a good point. They're not trying to sell these phones to people with S22s, you know. They're, yeah. It's people who are ready for a new phone, but w- want to know, should I get the Pixel or should I get a Samsung or should I get an iPhone? And the fact that the Pixel 7 starts at $600, whereas the iPhone and the Galaxy phones start at $800. That's a huge chunk of change right there. And this is, you're still getting a flagship phone with a lot of good features that are on par with those phones. Do you get, um, do you get Pixel Buds with the phone 
or do you have to buy those separately? Well, if or you pre-order, if you pre-order right now, they have um, a deal where if you get the Pixel Seven, you'll get a hundred dollar gift card for the Google Store. If you get the Pixel Seven Pro, you'll get a two hundred dollar gift card. So you could spend that on Pixel Buds if you wanted to, or anything else. Okay. Yeah, we Another be- thing is that you know this uh, new um, Tensor Two G Two. Uh, brings better improvements to areas like power consumption during activities like uh, speech recognition, video streaming, music and speech translation services. And then it also brings improvements to calling. And that's one thing they talked about, you know, so voice uh, assistance, um, photography, and the most secure, you know, pixel phone ever in the sense that these things are going to have a better uh, access to this call clarity is something they're talking about. I know a lot of people don't care about uh, calls, but a lot of blind people like to make calls. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing this thing come to fruition because I want to compare it with what we already have and see how clear those uh, calls are going to be as Google tells it to be. And one well, good thing good, good battery life is always exciting, especially if you've got a really old rubbishy phone and the battery's got really bad, then having a new phone with a great battery, that's gonna be exciting. Exactly. Yep. And bad battery means uh no bueno. <laughs> and one thing the Pixel 7 series does have that the Pixel 6 series didn't have is face unlock. So that might that might interest a lot of people considering that was one of the major complaints, you know, with sighted users and blind users alike is the fingerprint sensor in the um, Pixel 6 series. Now, they have improved fingerprint sensor, like it's a newer iteration of the hardware, so it could be a better fingerprint sensor. In fact, I expect it to be better, but if that's just not your thing, they have face unlock now. That would be good, um, especially improving the fingerprint sensor, because, you know, if you buy an Apple phone, you only get one or the other. If you get one of the SE ones, which aren't the flagship ones, you get the fingerprint sensor. But if you, for Apple, if you want the the flagship phones, you have to use Face ID. And um, I don't want to. Uh, I like my phone to give me the choice. Mm-hmm. And Google's do that. Samsung's do that. Um, basically, everybody else seems to do that now, apart from Apple. So they Even seem really to be shooting Android phones or Nokia does. Uh, yeah, they they seem to be handsets. shooting themselves in the foot there, really, don't they, Apple? But oh well, we can just watch and laugh. Um... I do want to mention though that the uh, face unlock uh, will not be something that one could use with, say, your banking. You'll have to uh, either use that fingerprint or your PIN for those type of transactions. However, I think that what people were kind of upset about is the fact that when I shut off the screen and then when I go to use the fingerprint, sometimes it's not very fast or sometimes it says not recognized or whatever. And to have this face unlock, I think will solve a lot of that problem, like John had said, because you have both there, as you guys have indicated. And so if I want to quick un- uh, quickly unlock my phone, I could just use that face unlock as to, you know, trying to find where that uh, fingerprint reader is. So I think Google made a mistake 
in the Pixel 6 series by not including that uh, face unlock, even though this is using your front-facing camera to do the job as to the type of uh, face unlock which we had on the Pixel 4, something we've never had on an Android phone is totally different. And so hence the reason this one would just be good for unlocking the phone, but not necessarily for transactions. Yeah, I think it's good that you have to use your finger for payments, for example, because I always worry that um, otherwise you could have someone pick up your phone, point it at your face and pay for their shopping and then leave, put your phone back, walk away. And you, as a blind person, you wouldn't even realise until later when you when your phone notified you the payment had gone. I mean, yeah. nasty people might steal the phone as well, of course. Yeah, okay. but <laughs> like, yeah, if someone is going to look at something and then, so oh, I prefer, yeah, <laughs> I prefer fingerprint because um, if someone steals my phone, I and I haven't touched it and done the fingerprint, they're not getting anything off that phone. So it, it sort of disincentivizes stealing a phone then because there's no point if they can't use it um yeah and that's how it is on samsung phones too even if you have face unlock enabled it will only unlock your phone you still have to use uh your fingerprint or if you don't have a fingerprint it'll ask for your pin like if you're making payments or something i believe on apple you can pay use face id for bank yeah payments. yeah that's yeah, true but, but because... That's because of the security of the different face id so yeah so apple no, Samsung. no, yeah, I don't yeah, like yes, it. Yes, yeah, but it, it is more secure but, on Apple than it is on Android. But this is why, because Apple has depth mapping because of the sensors they're using. It's not yeah. a regular camera. So their yeah, concern using a camera, is, yeah. their concern is like not holding it up to a blind person and them not knowing. Their concern is holding up a picture of the person and tricking it that way. Because if there's depth mapping that you're getting from rather than just an image, then it knows this is just a flat surface that I'm looking at. I'm not going to unlock right now. And what if you've got a really flat, thin face, like Aston as a face? <laughs> what if you've got you... Well, but this is why, you know, um, this is why the Pixel 4 is the only one that is on par with what Apple has. And that was mm-hmm. based on that solely that, you know, uh, people didn't, you know, care about because it was supposed to do other things that was not very good. But when it comes to that face unlock, because that's the only thing that you have on that Pixel 4, and therefore it's the same kind of idea that you have on the Apple uh, face unlock. And so uh, until we have that, uh, the payment will be authenticated by either that fingerprint reader or that pen. I like that. I like having the choice. I like that too. So was there also a watch? Did they mention a watch in the event? Trying to recall. Yeah, of course. Both you and I. So So we're talking about the watch, John, and uh, I think we kind of got carried by the phone uh, because there's a big boy in the room. Now, the only thing I didn't like um, with the Google uh, is the pricing. I think it's a little bit more expensive um, when you compare it to the competition out there, for example, Samsung's uh, offering this year starts at, at $280 to Google's starting point at $340, uh, $349, uh, $350. 
it's a little bit above the competition. And uh, my only concern, I mean, I got the $400 one, that's the LTE version. But then my concern is, I don't like little girly fonts. And this thing, I think it's like, is it like 41? 41, 41. yeah. Yeah, and I'm so I'm kind of a little bit crazy about that. I was going to ask you about that because I remember <laughs> that that watch you had sitting on your desk for a I month. gave it to my wife. When you yes, finally because... put it on, you were like, this is a girly watch. Exactly. And that was a, that was a 40 millimeter. So that was a 40 hopefully. millimeter. So but... this one is just a, a millimeter. And so here I am, I'm going to be running around with a girl looking funny, and I'm not happy about that. I tell you that. <laughs> you right know, I think you need you need to embrace your feminine side, Warren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this is all El Macho, El Macho. <laughs> but 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 you drink the Google Kool Aid, so once you get that thing on your wrist, you're going to be like, "This is absolutely beautiful." That one millimeter really makes a difference. Yeah. Thank you, John. I'm gonna try to trying to hypnotize myself. <laughs> well, you know, big. some some men, you know, every millimeter millimeter makes the difference. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, so but I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait to, uh, John. If you get yours before mine, you unbox it because I know mine is probably going to be delayed because I I don't want to. You know, I want to save that $200, yeah. you know, because there's no need for me to uh, buy it and then try to return it or whatever and then go buy it again. So, but where, where are you getting this gift card from? No, it's not Is a that gift from card. Buying it's, a watch? it's a store credit. If you buy the phone from Google, if you buy the Pro, like the one I got, the 512 gig version, I got a $200. Um, you know, in-store credit that you can only use on the Google Store, and that's oh, was why that I want to last, use it. When you when you bought your last uh, phone, that was that. No, the the phone he pre-ordered now. The I one think, I pre-ordered. So I think they're waiting for it to ship or to be delivered or something before they just like send him the if, if store you, credit. Yeah, but if you return that phone, you you don't get to keep the no no no. I'm not talking about the... no. I'm not talking about returning the phone. But what I'm saying is that I could still go out go ahead and check out the watch that I have saved in my saved for later, which would be charging me for $400. And then when I get the $200 in-store credit for the phone that I pre-ordered, then I could return that watch and then reorder it and apply the $200. I think so. The, credit's, credit. the, the credit is with the phone, not the yes. watch. That's, yeah, it's with uh, the phone. But he just hasn't yet gotten there. it yet because yes. he doesn't have the phone yet. Yeah. Either way, uh, yours will arrive first, John, because Warren's will be lost in his desk for months. So. <laughs> yeah, like next. It's not. Next it's not year. about the arrival date. It's about when you. No, it's about the it. Warren finding it date. Uh, but year, this time I'm going to be, like, be oh, up happy, on. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, be like, oh, happy 2023! Have you found your new phone yet? Listen here. Listen here. I am looking. At this thing like a hawk i'm gonna keep an eye on when these things arrive and also i i got some other stuff from google that i want to unbox for the podcast like the new comcast google tv i want to you know do an unboxing of that and comparing it to the uh, 2020 and so i'm looking for i think that one would be here on monday or something so uh I'm keeping my eye open for all these things coming. Did Google have Google announced anything new in terms of the? Um, they don't call them Google Home speakers anymore, do they? What do they call them now? Nest. They did. 
They did not, but the thing they did announce is the Pixel tablet, which one of the big features of it... Now, they didn't mention if it comes included or if you have to buy it separately, but the tablet has a um, speaker dock that you sit it on to charge it so that it acts as a Nest Hub while it's docked, but then you can also pick it up and it will be fully charged and you can use it as a tablet. That is so not coming with it. That is so pay yeah. for extra. <laughs> if, I if I had to bet on I it, I would. I don't think Google is going to let people have no it. <laughs> In fact, by not mentioning it, they basically confirmed that it's not included. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Do we think the Google tablet will be a bitter pill to swallow? Well, we'll see when it, what it looks like. Because like I said, though, sometimes it's... Yeah, but Warren, it's so, a bitter pill. It's so hard to kind of prejudge something that you don't have. And another thing that Google rolled out that actually they rolled out before the 6 was that the Wi-Fi, the new mesh systems, they're like $199 or you can get two for... Uh, how much? I think they have it discounted. You know, is one it, is one ninety nine. Two yeah. is two ninety nine, and three is three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Yeah, something like that. And uh, they also announced the new version of the doorbell. Three, it'd be yeah. good if it was only actually three ninety nine. That'd be really cheap, wouldn't it? Yeah, if Rather you get three hundred and ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the That's only thing value. I don't like about those is because, like my, the previous generation that I have sitting here, you know, doubles as a, a speaker so you can actually play music on it but so i'm thinking hey you know if i get this i might as well you know sell this other you know three pack uh-huh. that i have but i don't know else have all six in my home and be blasted I, in wi-fi <laughs> i am actually still using my first generation google wi-fis you have and i've not had it yeah, I have no I issues with them. So yeah. I don't like, have, I have any Google Wi-Fi. Mine are other ones, and I, my my only Google speaker is a very old Google Home Mini from what 2018 or something. But then yeah, I bought it's... so I had so, a Sonos soundbar since then, which has Google on there as well. And then I've got it on my phone, so. Um, I haven't felt the need for a new one because I had I bought another Wi-Fi system from from one of the um, UK network yeah. um, I go landline through, network know, providers. I go through uh, routers a lot, and you know yeah. the last three or four years, I probably have gone through like five different routers. You know, finally settling on uh, Google uh, Mesh. Are they stored on your desk? Does your desk have some well, weird I effect give, on I them? Give, I give a lot to... I think I only have maybe two left um, that are... <laughs> I think I have the uh, Nighthawk, you know, from the Netgear people. That's the other one that I have left. And I think I have another one from, I don't remember, maybe Linksys, you know, like... Well, yours says, yours, says Google, yours says Google Fi, doesn't it? Yeah, no, that's fee. that's that, Google yeah, because yeah, it yeah, loves it's, me. It's we love fee. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why so, you can't forget me. No, no, it would be a travesty to forget fee. Uh, so, <laughs> but those are some of the things hardware-wise that Google uh, rolled out for this Google Made event, and so look forward to our unboxings coming up. You know, maybe next week, God willing. 
But basically, phone-wise, incremental rather than revolutionary, do we think? The verdict, if I was going to ask you to... To me, that's what it sounds like. A new processor, better than you know the previous processor and most so it's going to be faster yeah same ram um, though on both devices uh yeah, same both, storage same as yeah. same what, storage yeah six and same, same price same main, same main yeah. camera although they yeah. upgraded the front facing camera and the telephoto lens and i think even the wide angle is upgraded uh, the, the wide you angle haven't... was upgraded Mm-hmm. I'm afraid you haven't. You've lost the no, game. You haven't sold it to me. You haven't sold it to me. I'm afraid. No, Mariam, but... it's Warningtons, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm just. I can't contain my excitement. I think you can feel it. You know? Yeah. I'm happy for. Genuinely, now I'm not being sarcastic. I'm happy for people who need a new phone and get one and enjoy it. But I won't be yeah, buying no, this one. It's not bad. But it's an okay phone. But also because you talked about the the watch, and for it to be that expensive, I don't think I'm getting more like any any more features that I would need to pay for all that that money for. You know, well, things like Face ID and fingerprint ID. Uh, I've had that for the last five years. <laughs> I don't really. Know. Yeah. Oh, you know that reminds me though. I should mention. It was cracking me up how Google was throwing shade at Apple during the event. They mentioned that they were flattered when un- other companies emulate their features on their phone. And that they gave a couple examples of how the Pixel 2 had always on display. And their Pixel phones have had car crash detection for three years now, which those, those are like... Yeah, Apple have for just announced that yeah, as if it was their idea, Those are like two of the they? big announcements, yeah. And we now turn our attention to the confused screen reader, and that's CSR. And Miriam is standing by to bring us one of those entries in her series of the CSR and its gestures. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of CSR's Basics. In this episode, we're going to be talking about some um, amazing features that I think might be useful to so many uh, users, hopefully. Um, We're going to cover today quick browsing and what it does and how we can use it and why it can be actually useful to us. We're also going to talk about the content filtering setting, which is uh, one of uh, the uh, most useful features that CSR provides. Also, we're going to cover what they call um, like how to assign a gesture to open a certain app, which is, I think, such a cool feature. We've covered per app gestures before, which basically are gestures that only work in certain apps. But today we're going to be talking about how to actually assign a gesture to open a certain application, which is uh, one of uh, the most amazing features that CSR provides. All right, so first off, let's um, start with the um, content filtering setting. And I would like to actually say that this feature is actually in the uh, full version of the app only. Uh, If you are a free um, user, if you ha- like use uh, the free version of the app, 
it's not actually available to you unfortunately however you can always um, use the dictionary um, filtering to filter things out if you want um, or you can use the list browsing by the way so what is content filtering first of all content filtering basically um, it filters out every like you know useless thing that might make um the uh, like web page a little bit sluggish or laggy which would um actually lead to uh, a little bit of sluggishness when it comes to the screen reader or the use of it so sometimes if you are browsing a web page and there are lots of graphics or advertisements that have lots of graphics, it would make the use of your phone a little bit sluggish or laggy for some reason, which would um, result in, you know, like it'll be feels so, so like heavy to use and you won't be able to like move um, easily. However, if you enable the content filtering thing, it won't re it won't really be a problem, and you can actually uh, use the uh, like the web page um, in an easier way. So I'm going to demonstrate both content filtering, which is the paid feature in the full uh, version of the app, and also if you don't have the f like the paid full version, what you can do. First of all. We need to actually enable this feature. How we can do that? We need to go to um, program settings. Um, so 1:40 a.m. Stop button. We need to open the uh, main menu, down and right. Main menu. And then program settings. Extensions. Program settings. Content filter. Content filtering set and, back button. Oh, I was okay. Reading settings. So back button. We are here feedback in settings. the main window of the program settings. We need what uh, it's called reading settings. By the way, in the earlier versions of the app, it was called content presentation settings. But of course, after like the you know all the updates and all that, it like its title has changed. So we are looking for the reading settings. Operations reading settings. Reading settings. Oh, reading right. settings. Here we're looking for the filter, um, the content filtering settings. Navigate user. Use use the user content filtering settings. There you go. Content fil content filtering settings. Right. Content blacklist enabling this option might help fixing errors related to adding custom labels. Okay, so custom labels. We've actually talked about that before. If you remember, labeling buttons. Um, sometimes if you have like a blacklist of labeled buttons and you don't want to, don't, you want the screen reader to filter it out, you can actually check that checkbox and it'll do it for you. Apparently there's a problem with that. Um, I honestly have not experienced that. I don't like have any blacklisted labeled buttons, so I don't really, you know, have much of a background on this. However, it's there for you to try out. Um, if you want me to like to look more into this, let me know and I'll be happy to do it for you okay we're looking for filter unwanted controls checkbox checked this one is already checked by default so we leave it on filter images on web pages checkbox unchecked controls whether images that don't contain the alternative descriptions should be filtered right so here it talks about those graphics that don't have alternative text to them which basically are not really described so you don't really need them it, they won't be use, be useful to you and they would make browsing actually more difficult and complicated so in that case if you actually check this box um 
it'll be a little bit different, right? So first of all, we need to take a look at the web page that we have first before filtering it out, right? So recent button go to one G Plus Voice Chrome. Chrome. I have a web page open already. Chrome. More options button space. Links. Headings. We go to heading just to go to like the, the beginning of the the you know the article. First Android 13 screenshot spotted. It's so colorful heading one. Alright, that's a heading. We're going to move um just right swipe right. Two minutes. Nine. Zero link. Save to pocket link. That's not really any graphics. Authored by Spore. Eight months ago. Android Pit Brazil Carnival 5448 S first Android 13 screenshot spotted. It's so colorful graphic. That's a graphic and it's actually um, described, right? So it has an alternative text to it. However, copyright next pit by Irina Evramova. The extremely flexible, customizable design of the interface is a big topic in Android 12 link. Comma and judging by the initial screenshots and reports, Google will explore the idea even further in Android 13. See and judge for yourself. So that's all like ring content. Advertisement third party at content region. Right. This here is an advertisement, right? So next pit logo wide on transparent background graphic. This is a, an alternative um, text described when next pit space unable to play media video. Right, there's a video. 124.1K for out Apple's iPhone 14 com graphic. This is also described when now playing for out Apple's event hype iPhone 2022 highlights and lowlights graphic. A Mefit GTR4 and GTS4 hands on graphic. Arrow left number sign one icon created with sketch graphic. Arrow right, number sign, one icon created with sketch graphic, space, TL, DR, Ryan Coverdell, blind Android users, book titles to read, TL, DR, Android 13 is supposed to offer more dynamic background design. Right, so TL, if you can Arrow, see here, a GTR, I thought 2022 highlight, a Mefit GTR4 and GTS4 hands-on graphic. So there are like weird, weird wins in here. So basically, we'll go and turn, um like turn the the content filtering on why because once we do so it will actually filter all the images and graphics that don't have alternative text and that way we will know which images do have alternative text and which images are just labeled weird labeled labeling button like labeling names because basically sometimes you can have like a graphic it's actually written like in weird numbers and letters and all that and you won't know like what that what the hell is that and it makes things a little bit sluggish because it's also um, a load on the TTS engine which by the way is huge huge um part of why sometimes web browsing can be a little bit sluggish okay so let's go and turn the content filtering on recent button one chrome g plus settings again content fil filter images on web pages filter strict web con filter images on web pages checkbox unchecked controls whether images that don't contain the alternative this descriptions one? should be filtered right so we're going to check this one checkbox checked this here strict web content filter checkbox unchecked controls whether the non-chinese content should be filtered out while browsing web pages right so i think this is more like for chinese users um that don't want any other content except for like chinese content to be to be um 
shown on web pages or anything like that content filtering settings right. and actually this is the end of the settings the content filtering settings now let's go back to like the page back button but first, reading settings okay I'm, recent button one g show plus chrome chrome uh, we go by heading again to the beginning of the article space first android 13 screenshot spotted it's so colorful heading one okay let's go the same path take the same path two minutes nine zero link Save to pocket link, authored by Step Or. Eight months ago, first Android 13 screenshot spotted. It's so colorful graphic. This one has an alternative text, so it's still here. It's not filtered out, right? Copyright next pitch by Irina Avramova. The extremely flexible, customizable design of the interface is a big topic in. That's a written content. Android 12 link. Comma and judging by the initial screenshots and advertisement third party at content region. Okay, the ad. Graphic. As you can tell, this graphic doesn't have an alternative text. So it only says graphic, basically. It doesn't say, like, any weird numbers or, or like, um, any weird, uh, you know, content, letters, those, you know, things that when um, the web browser tries, like, <laughs> to, to try to describe the, the imagery, but obviously it doesn't because, it you know, it's a weird advertisement. So it just says graphic because, again... If it doesn't, and it has like a weird name to it, weird labeling to it, um, it will make things more, um, a bit more sluggish, and um, it will make the like the DTS engine a little bit laggy. So this makes the, um, the process easy for you. All right, okay. So this was content filtering, but again, this is a feature for anyone who has the full version of the app now what if you don't have the full version of the app and you're on a web page that contains so so many graphics and you know you want a way around right like you just want to figure it out what you can do is basically first android 13 screenshot spotted it's um, so colorful heading one okay i'm just got like I, I got back to the beginning of the page so and actually this is a way to like deal with any um screen that's a little bit laggy or sluggish what you do basically you use something called list browsing so how you can go like access that you open the main menu main menu main voice assistant extensions program setting extension program disables pro extent voice assist read the whole list browsing and there it is or you can also actually um like Assign a gesture for it, by the way. So let's open that. Grant list browsing. Chrome list browsing. Right. Tells you Chrome list browsing. First Android 13 screenshot tech and community. And you basically tech and community have next pit. everything else. To here. the next pit homepage. Next pit. Zero. Zero. Search. Login. Login. News. Right. And you can click on any item of it. And it's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit like quicker to navigate. It's awesome. Jobs. Um, Jobs. You also have, by browsing. the way, um, the right down corner. You do that. You will find cancel button, edit button, the edit button, um, default button, default refresh button, scroll down button, unavailable refresh button, refresh if you want to refresh. You know, because obviously you can be on a home page and you want to refresh the whole menu, uh, the whole list. Scroll down button so unavailable. You can scroll down. Scroll up button unavailable. It's unavailable because obviously there's like there are no other pages in in that article. Smartphone, jobs. Yeah. Jobs. And you can do that. You can also navigate by labels, default, paragraph, screen, update volume, copy page, headings, 
Lines. Lines. Headings. Headings. It's obviously paragraphs, but it it's mistranslated. Line. Words. Words. Characters. You can basically do any of, of that. So list browsing is, is an awesome way to deal with any screen that could be a little bit complex or complicated. Words. Right. Jobs. Let's. Jobs. When you, if you want to get out of it, just. First Android uh, 13 jobs. Smartphone. Default button. Uh, hit the cancel button. Edit button. Cancel button. Right there. Okay. So right now, I'm going to be talking about the quick browsing what is quick browsing quick browsing basically is a way for you to navigate the screen to move around the screen easily sometimes you want to just have an overview of the whole screen and you want to navigate things quickly um to like access a certain part of the screen or do anything like that so basically how you can access quick browsing there are two ways that you can do that you can either assign a gesture for it or you can um we can open the main menu right and then down uh sorry down and then right excuse me main menu and then um if you're using the default uh, like custom gesture scheme just uh main menu you can swipe down okay and then swipe left more button. Cancel button. Share logs. For virtual navigation. Detailed focus capturing. Quick browsing. Six times. You find six or five times <laughs> until you found you find quick browsing. So quick browsing is a little bit different in a way that you know if you want to like navigate certain certain things, there are certain gestures. Basically, there are no gestures, but I mean, it's not as like explore by touch or anything like that. So let's turn it on. It is turned on already now doesn't say anything but it is um basically you can swipe scroll on the screen without without um lifting your finger off of the screen you can just navigate um hold your finger down and start moving around the screen until you found the item that you're looking for and then you swipe in any direction with two fingers and it's it's going to click that button or trigger that item you are um focus the, the cursor is focused on so let's just because i like okay so basically we, if we go to the home screen home button one ui home back button one ui home messages internet camera i'm now holding my finger down and moving around the screen internet messages Internet, met, phone, camera, so, galaxy bud, galaxy bud, quick, quick control, so, contacts, social media and communication, folder, For 11 instance, notifications. I want to open this folder. This is like my social media folder that contains like Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, and so on. I can just swipe with, with two fingers any direction. Folder opened. Page one of one. As you can tell, or as you can hear, it actually told me that for, totally that the folder is open and it also made the sound of like clicking. I can still move around with quick browsing. Home screen, pay, social media and communication, folder, 11 notifications. And it's open. Right. Social media and communication, folder, 11 notifications. Back button. Active noise cancelling. So Off. basically... Um, I need also to say that the navigation bar, back button, 
which is like the back home recents if you're using that one or the notification sheet is out of the like the, those two ones are out of the process so once you go to the notification sheet the quick browsing won't work because uh, you know sometimes people like if they get stuck or turn it on by by accident they don't know how to get out of it if uh, the back and home buttons and like the navigation bar is actually hidden they will be stuck so i think that's actually a great idea um you know from the developer now also the menus of the app are out of the quick browsing mode as well so once you you open the main menu all the gestures by the way work main menu main, the main menu, menu they will still work if you hold your box. finger down on the Just screen notification box it won't work the quick browsing won't work and i think it's also a great idea because if you turned on turn it turned it on by accident and you're stuck you can just open the main menu and turn it off back again so by the way that's how you can turn quick browsing off you open the main menu goodreads application and more button uh hit the more button or swipe left main menu, uh, sorry main swipe menu. down and then until you find more buttons, virtual detailed focus quick browsing quick browsing and yay it's actually off again Right, so this is how quick browsing works. I think it's a great, great, great idea uh, because in that case, you know, navigating the screen would be like much easier. It's actually pretty close to like what sighted people do. Sighted people don't really scroll through the whole screen, swipe and swipe, swipe. They basically move their eye around until they find the item they're looking for and then they just, you know, lift their fingers or they actually look at the screen and uh, they touch the item that uh, you know they want to uh, like um they like click on the item that they want to uh open which is i think you know it's pretty close to it right um okay so now we're going to be talking about how to assign a gesture to open an app which is i think a, a, a great feature as well so Go to the main menu. I think this is basically where we go all the time. Main menu. Main <laughs> um, menu. It's again down and right. Voice assistant. Just a reminder. Extensions. Program, Program settings. settings. Reading settings. We are on the reading settings because you know we, we were here before when we were talking about content filtering. Back button. Go back. G Show Plus. G Show Plus. Feedback settings. And we're looking for. Um, we are. We are actually looking for the. Um, General settings. T T general settings. G show plot setup T T S G show T T S T T read usage hints read the automatic inverts use custom G show custom gesture scheme settings. Yes, we're looking for custom gesture scheme settings. Custom close custom save button share button more options button up gesture default. Okay, you basically here have all the gestures that the app has pretty much all every single gesture down gesture default down swipe left default swipe left swipe right default swipe right left and right gesture function monitor the currently focused element those are things that I've assigned myself right and left gesture function actions up and down gesture default down and up gesture default left and up gesture function notification bar left and down gesture default right and up gesture default Right and down gesture default. Up and left gesture default. Okay, I'm just trying to look for one. Up and right gesture default. Down and left gesture default. Mm, okay. Well, okay, so let's 
maybe pick down and right gesture default. Down and left gesture default. The down and left one, um, I don't think I have it like I, it's, it's actually assigned for by default, it's assigned for the voice, um, the voice assistant that comes with the screen reader. Right, so basically, we're going to open that one down and left gesture, down and left so gesture. Once you pick the gesture you want, go into I'll click on it. Default checked. It's checked, you know, the default if you want to get it back to default. No command unchecked. No command if you don't want it to do anything, basically. Plugins unchecked. Plugins. If you have a certain plugin that you want to uh, assign it, when actually, we actually had covered that before. Custom voice commands unchecked. Um, custom voice commands. We have also talked about that before in an earlier episode. You can definitely find that either on our YouTube channel or um, you can also... Uh, Definitely find it like an fuse into the podcast through any pod catcher. Tools unchecked. The tools also you can assign for a tool. Application unchecked. And we're looking for application. Okay, so once we hit that button. Check application. Checkbox. Whatever you want to call it. Amazing MP3 recorder. It basically opens, like, gives you a list of every single app you open your phone. Amazon shopping. Android auto. Amazon shopping. Okay, let's first pick Amazon. Custom. Down and right gesture default. Down and left gesture application Amazon shopping. As you can tell, it's now assigned for Amazon. Up and down and left gesture application Amazon shopping. So let's do it. Let's see if it, if it will work or not. Back Just button. get back. Saved. Plus. As you can tell, you have to go back for it to be saved. Now, let's do down and left. Oh. Your sock is now Amazon makeup watches graphic. It actually is, it's just it's click here open. link. Prime link. I don't know why I didn't see say anything, but let's go to home screen and do it again, by the way. Let's see. Home button. One you camera. Okay, so down and right. Down and left. Excuse me. Amazon shopping. Oh yes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um just because it didn't like announce anything, I thought I would do it again. So you'd be like sure that it actually worked. So basically, that's that's how you do it. You know, it's it's actually easy. It's good, amazing. Um, can be like if you have a certain app that you want to go to real quick, um, that can be you know helpful. Uh, also, for people who use magnification, I think um, if you want to like magnify anything, you want to go to like the magnifier real quick. The camera, you basically have every single app installed. Um, you can assign a gesture to open that that app. Um, for instance, I have like one for like Goodread my Goodreads app because I use um, Goodreads a lot to track, like to keep track of my books and what I read and what I'm currently reading, what I want to read and all that. So I just, um, you know, do the gesture that I assigned for it, um, and it it actually opens the app right away, which is I think really cool. Um, that's it for today's episode. I hope it was useful and helpful. I hope, um, I was able to demonstrate things, um, you know, well for you. If you have any questions, definitely don't hesitate to reach me out at contact us at blindandroidusers.com. Um, I hope uh, you liked this episode and, um, hopefully we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Miriam, even though I don't care about confused screen readers. (laughs) But but frankly, a lot of people like it, and we're so thankful to you for doing these things. 
And uh, guys, uh, always tune in to Miriam's series on the CSR project. And now we turn our attention to our friend Miwaj, who is going to be telling us all about his Android journey. My friend, welcome to the Blind Android Users Podcast. This is probably my most important, most favorite segment of the podcast or episode every time that we have one. And I'm so thankful to you for coming on here today. (laughs) Of course. So Miriam has to put in that CSR, the confusing. Yeah, it's your favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But frankly, I'm so thankful that we have you coming on to talk about your Android journey story, a segment that is my favorite. So Miwash, welcome to Blind Android Users Podcast. Go ahead, my friend, and tell us about your Android journey story. I am Miwash, known as VIP Potato in some communities. And my Android journey started from a Chinese PSP knockoff, which was like a game emulator all-in-one. And it was like in 2014. And it was running Android 4.0.4. And since it had a D-pad, I was only using that. I didn't use the touch screen because it was hard back then. And yeah, I was just doing different stuff there. Then in 2016, I've got for a few months a very cheap Prestigio phone running on Android 4.2.2. It was it wasn't much better because it had only 150 megabytes of memory and back then apps were taking much more so i couldn't install even updates for stock apps like google or youtube no there's there wasn't even a youtube app so i was forced to use a browser and then at the end of 2016 i've got my galaxy s7 and that was a really good phone for me one of the best ones it had everything i needed and yeah then in 2019 no not in 2019 it was a year ago after my galaxy was yeah it kind of broke because it got like curved and then I've got a Huawei P30 Lite, which for me was a terrible, fo- terrible phone because the launcher wasn't accessible for me. So I had to buy a Nova launcher. And uh, now a few months ago, I've bought a used Galaxy S10, which also was a really great phone. And in my opinion, one of the last uh, great phones from Samsung, uh, flagship phones, because it still had mini jack and SD card slot. I mean, S20 FE had that too, but it's just not a main flagship phone. Like, So yeah, and later I've switched to A52S uh, 5G, which is also good, 
and yeah now i also got a galaxy watch 4 and i am really happy with it i i love that you're like you seem to be a samsung fan because I am a huge Samsung fan. However, like even though I was like really mad at them when they removed the SD card slot, um, so I agree with you on that. But I want to ask you because you know all of us as Android users have like funny stories to tell. So what is your funniest story since you've used Android? Did you like face probably a, a weird situation where you should have acted a little bit differently, but you didn't? You know, any funny story to tell? It's always fun. Yeah, so uh, back in 2016, I was still a kid. And when I had that prestigious phone uh, in the stock, like internet browser, uh, on different ad, uh, on different websites, you get that uh, scam pop-ups when the, uh, the alarm yells, this alarm si siren yells from your speaker. And it said that you have uh, millions of viruses and you have to press OK to scan your device. And I've once pressed it and yeah, it turned out oh badly. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, that makes two of us. <laughs> Did you have to reset your whole phone after that? Yeah, and it was the worst thing because uh, in Android 4.2, you didn't have an accessibility shortcut and also that phone didn't have a talkback built in and also no, i remember those days um, and also uh, at the first day when i got that phone because i've got it after my sister uh i didn't get i didn't have talkback because i didn't have internet access at that time so uh, i went with it uh, to school and I was just using it, you know, I've remembered where everything is positioned on the screen and I was calling people like uh, that way and I was answering by sliding my finger to the right and, you know, it was oh, pretty wow. hard. Yeah, yeah. I had to use that for like two days and then my friend installed TalkBack for me, so yeah. That That's actually me. impressive that you could do, learn where to press for different things. For a day or two. Mm -hmm. This actually, like, I, I feel like it's an advantage of old phones because you can't, like, you don't have, you basically didn't have anything, you know, <laughs> just limited options. So that's why, like, you knew where everything is. You know, it, it was pretty cool that way. Speaking of Samsung, I really like the idea of like you have everything stored on your uh, SD card and you don't ha have to bother with uh, switch, Samsung smart switch or everything like that. You just uh, take off your, uh, pull out your SD card and you move it to your new phone and you have all your files with you. Files with you. Taking away the SD card is, is, a, is a great way of Samsung shooting themselves in the foot because it's one of the things they had that google phones haven't yeah, but so i'd like them to bring it back i don't think they will but i'd like that the thing is i still remember when they were uh, making fun of apple about the mini jack and yeah, yeah and then they did the same exact thing there's something you mentioned earlier and that was the fact that we especially for phones that were not you know made for the western world or whatever uh chinese phones that just did not have accessibility in them that was quite a challenge and of course we 
even phones that were made to include the Western world, uh, accessibility was a little bit hazy, wasn't it? Most especially if you miss enabling that accessibility during that first uh, boot up, then of course you have to have someone help you go turn it on. And so when we had that ability of first enabling accessibility upon the first boot up, I think that was like, you know, uh, giving us a pie back then. I, I remember my ice cream device and it was, I tried that angle thing, you know, um, drawing a, a rectangle and I didn't quite get it. And so I just wound up just having someone enable accessibility for me after the setup and all of that. But then Jelly Bean was that revolutionary thing where we were able to use that two-finger hold down. And I was so excited. I got the Nexus 4. I got the Google 7 tablet. I, I was just crazy. You know, back in 2012, I went for both of those things. And it was so exciting. And so it's nice to hear your struggles and challenges that you uh, had back then. And so now, which one is your current uh, flagship, or I mean, driving main driver? You you seem to have a bunch of them now that you have gotten the Android goodness and you have gone to town. Uh, you are telling us earlier on how you have a collection of LG phones and, and stuff like that. Uh, which one is now your main driving, main driving phone? Uh, my main driving... Uh, my main driving phone is now Galaxy A fifty two S five G. Good. You kind of prefer that over the uh, LG phones. No, I didn't say that. If LG <laughs> would still make phones, I would get them. It's like <laughs> you said the worst thing possible, them. You know, like the absolute worst thing. Oh no. Uh, well, you know, some people love LG phones, and LG had all kinds of ideas. I think they were the only company um, that was not afraid to try new things. Um, yeah, that's and I why think they that, failed. Yes, and I don't think that that's really what made them fail. I think that what really made them fail is because I, I don't think LG was pricing its things right. They kept wanting to be like Samsung, and you are not Samsung. It's just they didn't want to stick it to the competition to Samsung. Say, okay, you're pricing yours at eight hundred. Here, you get ours for five hundred bucks. <laughs> I mean, Samsung was established, and of course, LG was established as well. Frankly, if we're to be honest, I don't know who came first. I had an LG. Uh, flip phone as early as like maybe 2004 or 2005, you know, um, and, and it was good. It didn't, you know, speak, but I could navigate like the ringtones on my own and things like that. And I thought that was really good. Yeah, speaking of ringtones, since like I'm I'm an established musician, a professional musician, I really loved uh, LG's. I still do, by the way, LG's ringtones and notifications. They were always unique in some way, so <laughs> that's like um, a bonus point. I mean, Samsung does pretty cool things, but yeah, you know, it's just and and I feel like the way they they marketed this stuff was not really correct. Like they should have. I mean, any company who's like. It was not Samsung, basically, or anything like that. They should just make the phones a little bit cheaper. And that's a point about Google, too. Um, and then when they start selling things, people get excited. They can actually make it more expensive, right? But 
you know, walk before you run, right? They they call it that way. Exactly. Like Huawei, their their phones are really expensive, aren't they? Yeah, oh. and Huawei stuff. Their the earbuds are are way way more expensive than uh, than Samsung Galaxy Buds Pro. And I'm I'm telling you, if I'm buying, and that's what I did, if I'm purchasing new earbuds, I won't go for Huawei. I will I will go for Samsung because I trust Samsung more, right? Yeah. So it's it's just a little bit weird to me. It's strange, isn't it? Recently, uh, yeah. LG has uh, released in South Korea, of course, only uh, a Farewell uh, like collection of their ringtones because they know people like them. So they made vinyl sets with uh, that ringtones, and they're all almost all of their life is good ringtones, which I really love. So I have I've got that somehow, and yeah. I need you to send that to me. I, I love this, this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Oh, there you go. I love them. Like, they're always so unique um, and different than anything else. I also like them, like, changing different stuff that Talkback said. Like, uh, like uh, different stuff were, like, said differently. Like, uh, you didn't have recent apps but recent screens you didn't have screen lock but unlock cancelled or something like that yeah that's that's basically in the ui um that's the system you usually get that in like in, in the system that's not really a talkback thing yeah but i didn't see other manufacturers doing that so. yeah because for the most part samsung does their own tweaks but at the same time they have like mostly a stock uh android so yeah Thank you so much, Miwash, for coming on today and talking about your Android journey. And we're looking forward to seeing you come back during our celebration. And again, we appreciate you on, for coming on. Yeah. It was a fun time here. Yeah, we were definitely honored to have you. And uh, for everyone, uh, invitations are for free. Uh, I mean, unless you don't use CSR, they're not. They have to pay $5 to get in. <laughs> She's got to push that CSR confusing screen reader in there. Confused screen reader. No, we can't not. even get we can't even get through an Android Journey segment without her pushing CSR. Exactly, Mundo. It's, it's worth it, isn't it? Like, will we get a CSR uh, when we buy tickets? Sorry. Yeah, yeah we will be standing in line for tickets to, you know, uh, get CSR. Confused. Yeah, uh, of course. No, it's just, it's it's just the, the free version of it that you get, though. <laughs> no, I want the premium version. Oh, well, well, yeah. I can offer, like, uh, two probably or something. But, I mean, if you, you have to be using the screen reader for three years to, to get that. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I can't even afford one, so it's still good. So you can pay for mine. Oh, okay. You're trying to, to reason with me now. I'll, I'll think about it because you don't use it right now. So I'm willing to switch from Talkback if you'll do that. You're willing. To... Okay. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you do that now, people will say, will say like, okay, he, he's been using it for only one year. Um, why? Like, did you put this condition? You know, won't be fair. That would bring us to the close of today's episode. And our friend Austin, even though he's not here today, 
will somehow give you a way to get in touch with us. And here is Austin to give us that closing remarks on how to get a hold of us. Austin, where can people find us? So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandreducers.com. They can browse our website, blindandreducers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandreducers. Subscribe to our mailing list, blindandreducers, plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. So that is it from us this week. And that's it for today's episode. We're looking forward to seeing you next week, most especially when we'll do some of those unboxings, hopefully. And from me, it's goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel.